good day. We are trialing out a short feature on the podcast. This will not be a full-length episode. We are going to be discussing uh, President Biden's comments on Putin, who he described as a killer, and world reactions to that as well as a specific person, uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Is it Recep or Recep? Um, I am not... I don't know how to pronounce the president of Turkey's first name, dude. I don't know. I've seen I've seen his like his I've seen his name spelt with you know like with the normal C, and then I've seen it spelt with like the C that has like the accent under it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I f- I feel like we're getting off the uh off the key here. Regardless, yes. um, the international reactions are pouring in to the Biden Putin spat. Um, and Turkey was unamused, shall we say. For reasons that are unclear, if not stupid at best, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess emerging strongmen don't like when other strongmen are called out, uh, I think is generally, the men- I think is the g- general mentality, I think. That that makes about sense. Um, Putin, to his part, had a creative response with "It takes one to know one." Uh, yeah, and this creative. is this is a topic for a entirely different episode. But Russia and China seem to be uh, creating a narrative that the U.S. is a similarly imperialist and uh, violent country to them, uh, especially given American history, which we can discuss that at a later time. <laughs> Well, you know, it's kind of, I mean, this gets, like you said, this kind of gets into another topic altogether, but, uh, you know, Blinken and Sullivan, who are the Secretary of State and National Security Advisor, respectively, met with uh, Wang Yi and Jiang Yimin, I believe, who who are the Foreign Minister and essentially like Xi's equivalent of National Security Advisor. Uh, And they got into a verbal spat at their meeting the same day uh, Putin got into a ver- basically the same day. Uh, Putin got into a verbal spat uh, with Biden. Um, so yeah, they're kind of painting painting this narrative. Um, so Casey, I know you want to talk about the definition of a killer because that's mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you certainly have aggressive, shall we say, the least actions in Europe. Um, uh, Alexei Navalny may uh, have some opinions as to who is the killer in this situation. <laughs> um, yes, uh, Russia setting up, I don't know what you call it, detention camps outside of Moscow for uh, pro-Navalny protesters. Uh, so that's kind of a dark move. Um, I mean, you know, I think that would kind of qualify as something that counts as killing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we as we noted in the uh, China episode, China Russia episode, the the KGB has not necessarily left Putin. No, once yes, once KGB, always KGB, man. Absolutely. I mean, Russia is very clearly. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna refrain from saying en- uh, enemy, but pure rival, revisionist power. Clearly. Uh, the, uh, seizing autonomous territories, expanding influence, all of that. 
um, intensifying conflicts in the Middle East uh, when they can. But Erdogan, he did a good job of uh, refraining from explicit support for uh, Vladimir Putin, but yeah, definitely seems to be straying from the NATO line here. I mean, yeah, um, it's kind of weird because, well, basically Turkey and Russia are opposed to basically every conflict in, <laughs> or like every conflict in, you know, site. Essentially, they're on the opposite sides of conflict in Libya. Syria is a disaster that I don't even think I need to explain how they're on the opposite side of the conflict, even though they're in the Astana talks. Um, you know, it's pretty clear it's Russia and Iran and Turkey's kind of like kind of like the, the third wheel uh, in that conference. Um, and then obviously uh, Nagorno-Karabakh Russia and Turkey are competing in the Caucasus. Um, not to mention Turkey has explicitly called for Ukraine's NATO membership. Um, I think this ultimately comes down to, this ultimately comes down to like, because, you know, their interests are fundamentally different. Um, but I think this ultimately comes down to um, world I guess, worldview, essentially, in that um, even though, you know, even though Putin and Erdogan obviously disagree on a lot, and I would argue don't necessarily get along, uh, they at least agree on one thing, and that's, you know, father knows best. And I, I will translate that for people who may have missed that from Nick, but effectively the idea that countries need an authoritarian strongman that international obligations or human rights can take a backseat um in the interest of uh, national sovereignty and that democracy uh gives you unstable outcomes is is their worldview and i, I think it's safe to say that they share at this point turkey has been slipping into a liberalism for a while and while uh, this isn't Rated as not free by Freedom House. So, <laughs> yeah. This is another, it concerns me. I'm not shocked by it. I'm not, um, no. not frankly surprised, but it, it's just another, you know, scratch at the concern of, well, how, how close are NATO and Turkey? And is it a, situation of convenience because Turkey is geographically uh, embedded in the region, or is it that they legitimately closely share uh, worldview and are working and cooperating with each other? And I've, I'm concerned that it's the former. And as that gulf continues to grow, who knows where we're heading? Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of leads to concerns about, I mean, it kind of leads to concerns about like, you know, what NATO means as, as an alliance, because Turkey isn't the only liberal member either. Uh, you have Hungary, Poland, Montenegro isn't exactly a democracy either, and they're in the alliance. Um, not to like, what about Turkey? You know, obviously not. But it, it just points to a wider trend of like, well, maybe NATO's position needs to become less ideological and more 
strategical and whether or not that's a position we're comfortable uh, taking in the future, whether or not, you know, that's a direction we're comfortable going in. Well, I, for one, am not necessarily comfortable with that dis- uh, direction. And... I'm not necessarily either, but if we have no other choice, then we have no other choice, I guess. Well, I would prefer to see, you know, all I countries... prefer to see Erdogan go, for sure. Like, don't get me wrong. That's not... Why can't we all just hold hands and live in a nice happy field of flowers? <laughs> it seems much better than uh, geostrategic alliances. But yes, we will have to continue to monitor because... And you have to else. monitor the troublemaker who's known as Erdogan because he is indeed a troublemaker. It's just another bite. And with that, thank you for recording this uh, short with us. Let's see whether or not this works out as a new format.